0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody. This is Real Presence Live coming to you live from our Fargo studios. I'm Steve Sponskowski along with... And I'm Jack Canelli, And uh, we're here talking about all things good, all things beautiful, all things true. We just visited with Ben Seitz talking about the Fisherman, a great Catholic men's apostolate that he started here in Fargo. And so if you want more information on that, I'm sure you can look that up on our website at yourcatholicradiostation.com or com, where you can also get the podcasts. Those are put up every day after the show, so check those out. You can get also on our app on the Real Presence Radio app. We're going to turn now to our conversation with... Uh, Oops, where's my sheet? Here, there it is. Doctor Ryan Sappo, thank you. Hey, hey, (laughs) it's right in front of my face.
1: It's too close to read. Good morning. Hey, I know a guy. If it's uh, if it's tough to see, (laughs) there you go.
0: And that's right. You are an optometrist, and uh, we're going to have you here talk uh, tell some stories about that. But before we uh, get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I grew up uh, about an hour north of here in Mayville, uh, actually in Portland, North Dakota. Um, Member of Our Lady of Peace Parish uh, down there, and. Um, Went to University of Mary in Bismarck, uh, received an awesome education and great formation there in Bismarck. Uh, went down to Arizona for optometry school, met a girl down there, got married, dragged her up to the frigid north, mm. and uh, now <laughs> I'm here working as a pediatric optometrist. Uh, worked for a couple of years uh, up north here at Eyes on Broadway in downtown Fargo, and then uh, just started my own practice a month ago uh, called Lumen Vision down in South Fargo.
0: Lumen Vision. Let's talk a little bit about your wife that you dragged up here
1: to the frigid north. Where's she from? So she's from north central Phoenix, Arizona, uh, went to uh, Arizona State, and then she also received education from the University of Mary's Tempe campus down there. She got a Catholic Studies degree there, double major, and then she did psychology through ASU. Um, we met at a fundraiser for the Diocese of Phoenix Catholic Schools that Monsignor Shea had invited both of us to, uh, and uh, the rest is history. We were supposed to be schmoozing with donors, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. We just talked to each <laughs> other the whole night, so <laughs> that was great.
0: That's awesome. And so uh, you're, you came up here, you worked at, at the local optometrist for a while and then you said about a month ago yeah a month ago just started started. a brand new practice lumen
1: vitae okay that's latin lumen vision yeah Yeah. lumen vitae yeah so tell talk to us a little about that why'd you choose that name um light uh i knew for twofold i really like the i really like the name lumen because uh it you know our Our mission, and like as a pediatric doctor, there's a brightness in every kid, and my job is to bring it out in them. Um, There's kids that struggle with how their eyes move, how they track, how they team. Um, Some kids have lazy eyes or eye turns, and my job is to help get those two eyes talking to each other, and that builds a really bright future for those kids uh, who otherwise might not be able to have that kind of potential. So it's uh that's a big part of it. I also um, was involved at University of Mary and obviously the Lumen Vitae University Center there um, was a, was a big uh, reason why I named the practice Lumen Vision. So I, yeah, I have a lot of, a lot of loyalty to you, Mary too. Excellent.
2: So it has nothing to do with kind of the. Uh, I'm not a uh, popular, maybe not popular term for optometrists as being light benders.
1: You, you know, I, I almost want that on my business card, light bender. <laughs> that that sounds like a really good name instead yeah. of pediatric optometrist. That sounds like that sounds like a lot more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like you're part of Star Wars or something, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Doctor Ryan, the light bender. I love it. I love it. That's what I'm here for.
2: Was Was there a time? Uh, was there a moment? You know, I mean, what made you decide to become yeah. a pediatric optometrist? There
1: was, yeah. I So in middle school, um, I woke up one one Saturday morning with uh, no vision out of my right eye, and I couldn't see anything. I thought I had smoke in my eye. We had had a bonfire with some friends the night before. I uh, woke up, couldn't see anything out of my right eye. I was... Um, I think my parents could tell you this too. I was kind of a, a sensationalist as a kid. And so my parents didn't necessarily believe me right away. <laughs> um, and so they said, well, we'll give our local optometrist, uh, Dr. Mike Rexine a call and see uh, what, what's going on. He, he comes in after hours on a Saturday and sees me and he says, yeah, you got to go to the ER right now. You have optic neuritis in that eye and it's going to happen in your left eye too. Um, so by Tuesday, three days later, I had lost vision in both of my eyes and I was in patient care just down the street from here at the, it was the merit care hospital now it's Sanford Broadway. Um, and, uh, for about a week I was there, uh, working with a whole bunch of doctors that are still in practice now, which is amazing. I, I, I was under the care of Dr. Welly, Dr. Strinden, Dr. Thome. There were some pediatricians and ophthalmologists and optometrists that were all helping out. Um, and then, uh, after about, three or four days in the hospital. They weren't sure if I was going to get my vision back. So they started teaching me Braille. They started fitting me for a seeing eye dog. They thought this is how it's going to be. My parents were going to move to the twin cities where it's more handicap accessible. I mean, that was, that was how it was going to go. And uh, yeah, I uh, thanks be to God received an experimental treatment at the time. Now I think it's the standard of care uh, that um, got my vision back. I have great clarity of vision. I still wear glasses and contacts, but I did before. Um, and, yeah, my the only residual damage was that my optic nerves still have a little bit of like damage, ischemia, a little atrophy, but um it just means my disability insurance is expensive because there's a chance I go blind again. So that's that's uh, that's that's about it. I I'm really grateful to be here and um able to see stuff and be able to to help these kids um and that was kind of the the moment for me where Um, you know, I, I'm sure that your listeners a lot are a lot holier than I am, but, um, I don't really hear the voice of God a whole lot in my life. And that was one of those moments where I was like, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. This Mm. was, this is the big thing. So, um, I, yeah, I was, it was vocational for me. This is, this is something that I've been uh, you know, working towards my since middle school and, uh, to, to be out in practice and start my own practice. It's been just phenomenal.
2: That had to be a real tough time for not only yourself, but yeah. your parents as well and the rest of your family.
1: They, yeah, they were, they were nervous. Um, I think, uh, you know, both my parents, uh, have a pretty realistic, uh, approach to life and how things, um, how things are going to go. They were both youth ministers at our parish for a long time while I was in, uh, in high school. And so, um, they really relied on their faith during that time and um, I was pretty chill about it. Like, all things considered, I was pretty okay with it because, uh, I was like, cool, I get a dog. Like, this is great. I have a, I get, I get a golden retriever. But, um, then I had to give it back, which was kind of the sad day. Once I, once I got my vision back, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, I don't get this anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I think that my parents in particular and, um, aunts and uncles and grandparents, uh, they, they all were, uh, really nervous. They, they leaned in on prayer. They leaned in on each other. And, um, just to, just to watch that, process happened. I mean, I wasn't looking, I couldn't see, but just to, to, to understand that that was such a huge transformative part of, uh, of our whole story as a family, that was, that was really cool. So
0: something that seems pretty, so were you completely blind in both eyes? Yeah,
1: it, well, it, it's almost like uh, um, I wasn't lights out blind. I did have light perception, but I didn't have any detail, no clarity of vision. It's almost like looking through a frosted glass um, okay. where you can't really see what's on the other side. You can maybe see some shadows when there's light and dark, but um, yeah, I was I was legally blind.
2: How uh, long
0: did it last?
1: About a week and a half. Um, yeah, from the time that my right eye went uh, to the time I was discharged is about a week and a half uh, so, from
0: the hospital. And how did your
1: vision come back? Was that a Slowly. Yeah. Yeah. It was really slowly. Um, I, I woke up one morning and, uh, in, in the hospital bed and actually one of the doctors had walked in, but I thought it was my cousin and he's like, well, we're not there yet, Ryan. That's a, <laughs> you, you, you didn't recognize me. So we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, I, I slowly got that vision back. It was almost like, uh, you know, skin being peeled off. It felt like it was just getting clearer and clearer by the hour. So it was, uh, it was pretty miraculous, and yeah, I, I'm really grateful to, to be able to see see things now.
2: Did, I, the, did the fact that you saw the optometrist that Saturday morning, did that uh, contribute to your yes. recovery?
1: Early intervention and that early catch. I mean, the fact that he caught that so early. Dr. Rexene is uh, one of the most amazing optometrists I've ever uh, worked with. Um, when I went through high school and college years, I worked for him every summer, uh, and um, then he uh, he also, uh, was the guy that owned eyes on Broadway. So I, he was my first boss, uh, after graduating optometry school, which was awesome. I got to work for the guy that saved my vision. So it, it was really cool to, to be a part of that. And then, um, once the opportunity came to start my own practice, he, uh, he and I both knew that I was outgrowing the space down, uh, up North here for pediatrics, especially. And so to be able to start my own thing, he's been super supportive and has a ton of integrity. It doesn't always happen that way. So he's, he's a great man and a great doc. If you're just joining us, this is Real Presence Live on Real Presence Radio. We're
0: talking with Dr. Ryan Sapo, Steve Splonskowski here, along with
2: Jack Kennelly.
0: And uh, we're here. Dr. Ryan Sapo is the owner of Lumen Vision. It's a, optometry, a pediatric optometry uh, clinic here in Fargo and uh, he's telling his story right now just sharing with us the story of him uh, actually having optic neuritis as a child
1: and how old were you when you had that i was 12 12 yep, years old yep 12 years old uh and so i was just going into 7th grade um i was kind of the 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 trick everybody that wanted to that was kind of like the party trick at school they they were like hey can, how many fingers am i holding up like cover <laughs> cover cover your left eye and tell me how many fingers you're holding up and i was like i can't see anything this isn't funny anymore right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. What an experience to, do you have a, well, obviously you have a new appreciation for vision. Absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things that, um, you know, a lot of us take for granted. We take for granted how our eyes work. We take for granted how, um, your, your brain is what sees and your eyes are just kind of the, the receptors. They receive everything, uh, that's coming in as far as light. Um, and there's so many things that have to go right in order for the eye to be able to transmit the message to an electrical signal to the back of your head. And I'm getting PTSD because school's coming back and all the pathways and all the brain things that have to happen. I mean, it's incredible. And to be able to uh, know that like, yeah, this wasn't happening for me at one point and uh, it was taken away. Now I have such a greater appreciation for what vision is. And so, um, it gives me a little bit better understanding when I'm helping my patients and I, you know, I walk with them through that pathway of, you know, things aren't good and now we're going to get things better. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's been a great process. It's interesting to
2: hear you talk about, you know, our brain is really the thing, you know, what yeah. sees, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of, uh, you know, reinforces this idea of how wonderfully made we really yeah. are and how the, you know, our sight is just, you know, one aspect of our physical selves. And it's like, Every other physical part of us has, has got, you know, all of that kind of uh, uh, complexity to it that we just, don't, we just take for granted. Yeah,
1: it's remarkable. I mean, yeah, that's, I, as I was studying in optometry school, you know, there were some moments where I'd just sit back and think to myself, wow. That is incredible. God did such a great job putting that together. And that's just, it had to work that way or else it wouldn't have worked. So it's, yeah, it's amazing how the visual system works.
0: Well, one time I had a, a science teacher who explained to us the idea that, so the color is actually not, your shirt is actually not yellow. It's the Jack. absence of yellow. It's And, and so there's yeah. the reflection of light, that mm-hmm. my, how mm-hmm. I perceive that. I just, I sit there going, this is... This is insane. It's bananas. It's totally nuts. Can you give us a little bit of the science on that? Dude? Yeah. That
1: so there's there's two different types of colors uh, that, that we perceive. There's light color and then there's shade color. So like the color red that comes from a light, like if you're shining a red flashlight at somebody, um, is a different type of color because that is true red. But if you look at a red shirt, that is every other color being absorbed. Uh, by that material except for red which is a reflection so it's there's two different types of color when we look at color palettes and so you think of light palettes and uh uh, you know shirts or papers or that sort of thing so yeah that's it's it's remarkable so you're saying
2: my favorite color really isn't my favorite color
1: it depends yeah or you have two favorite colors isn't that amazing yeah the eyes are amazing light is amazing the whole physics behind it i mean it's it's remarkable light is so cool
0: yeah i just uh, that blows my mind to to think about that and actually that that that's where I think science kind of shows to us the amazingness of God and how what we perceive is really not what is there yeah exactly i mean <laughs> it's, it's deeper than that
1: it's remarkable yeah i think I think it's you know the the cool part is that God has this perfect design for how humanity and creation and all these different things in the science and uh maths and all the different. Uh, fields of study work and it's our job to figure it out so you know we're gonna we're gonna do our best to try figure out all these little things and uh yeah i'm i'm just amazed every okay, time well, I, I look at a set of eyes
2: we're coming to the end of our segment here uh thank you father ryan Sapo for doctor, coming in doctor, doctor. i'm yeah. so and what did i and actually oh, we've he's got, coming we're back go after, after break, the break i'm sorry i'm here. i am sorry i i did not read ahead far enough i guess so that's I, all right
1: you'll have me for another segment great okay. yeah
0: <laughs> so uh, don't go anywhere talk to talking to dr ryan sapo the owner of lumen vision we're talking about the uh, well his own story and the beauty of sight so don't go anywhere to listen to real presence live we'll be right back on the other side of this break this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network
3: which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am one of your co-hosts Jack Canelli and with me is Steve Sponskowski. and we're talking to Dr. Ryan Sapo of um, Lumen, Lumen
3: Vision, Lumen Vision. Here,
2: here in Fargo and uh, but before we begin I want to give a weather update here for Fargo uh, it's not raining right now Woo-hoo. and and <laughs> but it's dark yes, it's so dark but they did okay i'm just advised that they did put out some sort of a severe thunderstorm warning eli advises me but we hope that the rest of you in the in our listening area in minnesota and uh south dakota and probably sneaking up into canada too as well uh that you're enjoying a nice day somewhere
0: well i think it's actually a pretty big system when we looked at the radar last night so Hmm. it probably came from the west and it's headed to the east northeast uh winds out of the southeast so uh um. Yeah, but we have we have a generator here, folks. So if we lose power, we'll just stay with you, right? So you stay with us. You'd <laughs> right. say, okay.
2: Well, let's get back to Doctor Ryan here and, um, you know, talk a little bit about vision therapy. But before you do that, it's a question that I had for you during the break. Yes, and it's something that I've often wondered when uh, for optometrists who deal with small children. How, you know, because I always yep. remember, you know, they have the chart with the E's pointing uh-huh. this way and that way. Well, how do you do that with a two year old or a one year old right. or yeah. a two, you know, that uh, might not even know? what you're asking them to do.
1: Right, it's amazing. I mean, the the Academy of Ophthalmology and Optometry say that kids should get eye exams before they're 12 months old, before they're three years old, before they're five years old, and then every year in school, which is mm. crazy because then the parents ask the question, well, how in the world do you check anybody's eyes who's under 12 months old if they can't even talk to you? What's going on? Um, there's a special test that we use called the Cardiff Card, and all it does is it's almost like uh, television static, a little cardboard sheet of paper that uh, is specially designed to have a shape on one side, either the top or the bottom, and when you show it to the kid, the kid's instinct is to look at the thing that is different instead of just looking at the static fuzz. So, whatever that picture is, they're going to pick top or bottom. And that's how I know a kid is seeing something. So, I can tell you if an infant has 2040 vision, 2020 vision, 2100 vision. I can tell that just based on showing them that card and then they choose which side they're going to do. Um, cool. We also do health exam for the eyes, obviously, making sure because a lot of the scary stuff shows up in the first 12 months. Mm. Um, we're a part of a program called Infant C, which is acute play on words, S-E-E, infancy, um, that gives a free eye exam to any kid under 12 months old. And uh, it's awesome because we can check all the boxes, all the scary stuff that you see, like eye turns and lazy eyes and um, tracking issues or even cancers inside the eye. We can catch those things that early, and it, the early intervention is so key for the treatment of these kids. So it's it's awesome to be able to be a part of it. So I, I have a couple of children who are colorblind. Yeah. Um,
0: but It comes from my my wife's side, mm. thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> talk to us a little about. I mean, how do you how do you uh, test for color blindness?
1: Yeah, there's special uh, there's special cards that have different pigment colors on them, and uh, really, what it is, it's like a it's almost like a hide and go seek or an I Spy little sheet of paper that has a little booklet that you flip through, um, and that uh, colored vision test. There's different types of color vision tests, but that's the most common one. And there's usually numbers or something um, for kids that don't know their numbers or don't know their letters. We have a little paintbrush that's just, we just have them color over the top of where those colors are. Um, And for kids that struggle with the ability to see red or see green or see blue, red and green are kind of the most common color deficiencies. Um, And sometimes it's just that they don't have part of that color spectrum it's not that they have total color blindness so there's different like layers and levels to it um we have the ability as optometrists and ophthalmologists to be able to say yeah this is what the color deficiency is this is what the issue is Uh, and then um you know the the special types of sunglasses that you've probably seen on the internet where it's like they put them on and they start crying it's so cool because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily give them color vision back, but it diffracts the light so that they can distinguish the colors. So it's not, it's not how we see color when they put those on, but it's it's at least they can see the difference between a purple and a blue, which is really cool. Oh. Well,
2: with yeah. with all the the coloring and the the pictures and the flip yeah, track, you sound like a doctor that would be fun for a child oh, to go to
1: <laughs> my job is the best i just get to sit on the floor and play games with kids all day it's so much fun yeah a lot of our eye exam stuff when we work with kiddos especially kids are scared of doctors most of the time right mm-hmm. they they mean they think it's a shot they think there's going to be like eye drops or something scary sometimes we have to put eye drops in but what we try to do is we bring it to their environment so we've got a play area in the front where um we're able to uh you know work with uh work with kids and um Play games in that play area while they're getting their eyes checked. You know, I can I can do most of the stuff if they're just actively looking at something. And so, um, yeah, it's it's really cool to be able to be uh, to, to be able to have that space and work with the kids. Uh, I, I love my job. It's so much fun. Well, if you're just
0: tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. We're talking with Dr. Ryan Sapo. He's the owner of Lumen Vision, um, and uh, he uh, is an optometrist not only for kids but for the whole family. That's right. And so you can uh, – we're, we're, do you have a website?
1: We do. It's uh, www.lumen.vision. Welcome to the 21st century. You don't need .com anymore. It's That's, lumen.vision.
0: Yeah, so lumen.vision. Dot Vision, yes, all right, is, is the website if you want to check that out. We're talking about his story and uh, vision therapy. If you are in the Fargo area, our lights are flickering here a little bit, and the wind outside is a little bit frightful. But <laughs> the, there ain't no no
2: the weather. The weather update has changed dramatically. <laughs> we're hearing
0: the, the, the rain just just blast the window behind us, but we're we're still here. Yeah. So
2: contrary to what I said five minutes ago, it's lousy here now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we're dry. Yeah. we're dry. Alright, so what we're going to uh, Let's talk a little bit about here about vision therapy Let's see little, yeah. get into that a little bit
1: um, So vision therapy is uh, is a treatment plan That helps kids use their eyes The way that we all take for granted So if you think about like all the things that you do Every day when you use your eyes You wake up in the morning, you put your glasses or your contacts in Or maybe some people don't have any of that They open their eyes, we look at things uh, We track back and forth between objects When we read, our eyes move like a typewriter When we focus back and forth If a kid's taking notes in school, they have to use their focusing system. And that's why we need reading glasses or progressives or bifocals when we get older, because that focusing system slows down. For kids, that shouldn't be a problem. And so what my job is is to determine, are the eyes functional enough or they're going to be successful in school? And a lot of times kids will have a lazy eye where one eye doesn't work as well because of a high glasses prescription in one eye because they have something in the way like a cataract, or maybe it's just because they have a big eye turn where that eye has just decided to shut off. Um, We work on getting those two eyes to talk to each other with a bunch of different technologies. Things like virtual reality where um, we're able to put a kid in a headset and get one image to one eye and one to the other and they have to use both their eyes to win the game. Um, We can work on uh, different activities that, you know, we've got a computer at our office where there's an infrared tracker at the bottom that tracks their eye movements so they can sit still and blow up asteroids with their eyes while they keep their head still. It's such a cool video game and Mm -hmm. like that sort of stuff, we take for granted how our eyes move. If a kid is struggling with eye movements, a lot of times it looks like dyslexia because we're not able to move our eyes. It's like a broken typewriter. They're not moving across a page. And then reading comprehension goes down. We're not using energy like we should. It's, uh, it, you know, this sort of stuff is life changing for the kids that actually have issues. And so that's my job to figure out, are these things not working? Because vision screenings do a great job at checking clarity of vision. And sometimes if there's doctors on site, they'll check the health of the eyes too, but they don't really check the function of things. And that's the reason that uh, vision therapy is such a cool thing to be able to present to the, Uh, People in the Fargo Moorhead area because we can we can change lives through getting the eyes to do what they're supposed to do, which is just remarkable.
2: Well, it sounds like you've you've got the capability to do some really dramatic stuff. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, um, we've we've gotten a lot of kids out of Title One reading just by getting the eyes to do what they're supposed to do. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those transformative things that can really make a difference. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just trying to pay it forward because this is this is something that I've. I've been given the opportunity to, to, to be able to see again, to be able to, uh, to work. And so I'm, I'm just really grateful to, to give back.
2: What I'd like to know is the, the the video game with your eyes. Yeah, can I do that? Yeah, if you can come I over anytime.
1: You? Yeah, come to South Fargo. You can check it out. You get your eye exam, and then we'll go we'll go in there and play some games. That no, I was like hoping fun. maybe
2: the the game would be part of my eye exam. See,
1: uh, yeah, we haven't figured that part out yet. Yeah, I, it would only be for treatment. But yeah, there's a lot of cool games that we get to play. I've got a 3D TV that hooks up to an Xbox controller that lets us play games. I mean, it's it's so cool. I, I my job, I just play games with kids all day. Like it's sure. it's a blast.
0: That's excellent. Do you have kids yourself?
1: Or- no, um we uh so we've been married 3 years. My wife teaches over at Sullivan Middle School in the okay. Shanley JP2 network, um which is awesome. She teaches 6th, 7th and 8th grade religion and mm-hmm. so um yeah, I, I think the the toughest part for those kiddos uh, at at school is uh, that they say um you know they have a hard time saying my last name uh, and so oh. yeah cuz it looks like capouch like you guys have your little cheat sheet where it's sapo yeah you yep. got that but um it looks like capouch so the the kids always uh, you know they're like mrs capouch what's going on like what's the deal <laughs> and yeah it's it's hilarious and awesome. i i don't know how she does it cuz middle school is a tough age it really is she and has so. a job
2: that my wife had not so no long kidding. ago. She taught okay. religion at Sullivan.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. What a great gig and such a great culture there. The, the JP2 network is amazing. They do great things over there.
2: Yes, they do.
0: Excellent. Again, we're visiting with Dr. Ryan Sapo here on Real Presence Life. He's the owner of Lumen Vision, their website, Lumen.vision. Um, and you said you don't have to do a .com anymore, huh? Not
1: a .com anymore. Yeah, it was so, amazing. I was like, really? You don't have to? Okay. You don't have to do WWW you, anymore. You there. don't necessarily have to do that either. I, I put it on ours just because people get confused and they think it's .com afterwards. And uh-huh. so it's easier to just say yeah. www.lumen.vision. You
2: shouldn't be surprised because you've got a video game that doesn't require hand-eye coordination. It it's all done with the eyes. Just
1: eye coordination. That's, that's why that's I it. think I could maybe
2: be successful. I, <laughs> I don't think you have you to do great. two functions. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I they think should you make would. computers like that. See, that okay. would be really cool cool yeah and i think that's going to be the future there's uh there's actually some technology that we take advantage of at our office and if if somebody wants to to make a difference in uh in somebody's life there's an app called be my eyes that uh, that Connects you to people who are blind, and they use their phone's webcam, and you can walk them through what they're looking at. I just helped somebody identify a type of ham that they really enjoyed, and they were like, "What kind of ham is this?" I was like move your camera, scoot it over, and that that person was able to be helped by us. So there, it's a really cool app. It's free, and if somebody wants to help someone who's blind, you just download the app, and it rings your phone, and then there's a, over a million people that can that can answer it, and people that you can help. Wow, wow. be my eyes. Yeah, well, we're, be my eyes.
2: We're coming up to the end. Do you, do would you have one piece of information for? uh people with small children as far as you know what to kind of look
1: for yeah just check the box my squinters my people that uh, don't focus or they stay right on top of things those are kind of the two big things that uh, that you got to pay attention to as a parent
2: okay great well thank you this we we've been visiting with dr ryan sapo and with lumen vision here in fargo and yes. uh it's great having you here and thanks thanks for for coming to visit with us. this has been an interesting talk i the, the idea of uh, kids going to the doctor and basically playing games like that is just, it's awesome. like, where were
1: they when I was a That's kid? It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. This is awesome. Absolutely. Love. Up next, we're going to talk about a local
0: sidewalk artist who says she evangelizes through her art. And later, it's a rosary rally at the Capitol. Stay with us right here on Real Presence Live.